Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we dive into What Happened to You, co-authored by Dr. Bruce D. Perry, a seasoned neuroscientist and child psychiatrist, and Oprah Winfrey, the esteemed media executive and philanthropist. This profound book offers an in-depth exploration of trauma and its lasting impact on the brain, shedding light on how traumatic experiences, though sometimes invisible, shape our responses to stress, our relationships, and our quest for meaning in life. By delving into the science behind trauma, Dr. Perry and Oprah underscore the importance of shifting our perspective from asking what's wrong with you to what happened to you. This pivotal question frames trauma not just as an individual's burden, but as a societal issue that demands a compassionate, informed response. The authors equip readers with groundbreaking insights and practical tools for healing, emphasizing the crucial role of understanding in the journey toward recovery. What Happened to You is a must-read, not only for survivors of trauma, but also for teachers, caregivers, medical practitioners, and anyone interested in the profound effects trauma can have on the human psyche. Dr. Perry's extensive experience in neuroscience and psychiatry, combined with Oprah's advocacy and first-hand insights into the trauma's human aspect, make this book a compelling guide for anyone looking to comprehend the complexities of trauma and how to foster resilience and healing. Join us as we uncover the transformative lessons within What Happened to You, a book that challenges misconceptions, enlightens minds, and opens hearts to the deep-seated issues trauma survivors face every day. What Happened to You? Conversations on Trauma, Resilience, and Healing. Introduction, Unlock the Key to Resilience. Transform Trauma into Strength. Imagine this. Your reactions to certain situations seem disproportionate, coming from a place deep within, a place not even you are fully conscious of. Or think about those moments when stress sends you spiraling into habits you wish you could break, be it binge eating or finding solace at the bottom of a bottle. These might not just be bad habits or overreactions. They could be the silent whispers of trauma echoing through your life. Trauma has a stealthy nature. It's often a shadow that follows us quietly, shaping our view of the world and our responses in times of stress without our conscious awareness. This invisible battle is one that even the mighty Oprah Winfrey, a name synonymous with resilience and strength, has fought. Her journey through neglect, abuse, and assault in her early years is a powerful testament to the lasting impact of childhood trauma. Yet, what stands out is not the trauma itself, but her journey toward understanding and overcoming it, moving beyond destructive behaviors like overeating and an excessive desire to please others, to a position where she could use her own story to light the way for others facing similar struggles. In her collaboration with Dr. Bruce Perry, Oprah Winfrey opens up about the crucial steps towards recognizing and addressing trauma. Their insights are not just a beacon for those trying to navigate their own struggles, but also a call to action for a society that needs to better understand the roots of behavioral and emotional challenges, especially in young people. Drawing from Oprah's life and the joint wisdom of both her and Dr. Perry, you are invited to explore the depths of trauma, 
not as a life sentence, but as a starting point for a journey towards deeper self-understanding and resilience. And the revelations are as surprising as they are enlightening. For instance, who would have thought that something as simple and joyful as dancing could serve as a key to unlocking some of the shackles of trauma? Or the illuminating connection between seemingly unbreakable cycles of addiction and the hidden traumas that feed them? The dialogue between Oprah Winfrey and Dr. Bruce Perry is more than just an exploration of trauma. It's a roadmap to transforming our darkest experiences into our greatest strengths. Through their shared insights, you'll discover how a touch of stress can actually be a catalyst for growth. And how understanding the underpinnings of trauma can offer not just healing, but a newfound resilience. This journey is a profound reminder that the quest to understand our deepest selves, to ask, what happened to you? instead of what's wrong with you, is perhaps the most crucial step we can take towards not just healing, but thriving beyond our traumas. Part 1. The Childhood Echoes That Shape Our Minds Picture a young Oprah Winfrey grappling with a profound sense of loneliness that no child should have to bear. Her earliest memories are not of warm hugs or bedtime stories, but a stark realization of feeling unwanted. Born to a teenage mother struggling with the financial and emotional demands of parenthood, Oprah's early years were a carousel of caretakers, none of whom provided the nurturing she yearned for. Instead, she encountered neglect and severe discipline that left indelible marks, not just on her psyche, but on the development of her brain itself. This narrative is a testament to a powerful truth. Our brains, particularly in the tender stages of childhood, are intricately molded by our experiences. In the critical formative years of life, the part of the brain responsible for rational thought, the cortex, is still under construction, taking roughly three years to fully develop. It's a common misconception that early traumas, particularly those suffered by children under this age, are somehow less impactful because of their presumed inability to remember them. This couldn't be further from the truth. In reality, early experiences, especially traumatic ones, are profoundly instrumental in shaping the brain's development. During infancy, the brain develops at a breathtaking pace, with 20,000 new neurons being created every second, capturing every experience in a unique personal codebook. Consider Samuel, a young boy subjected to his father's physical abuse, a horror that ceased only with intervention from Child Protective Services. Despite facing numerous challenges in foster care, Samuel had begun to find his footing in a group home, showing promising signs of progress until an unforeseen trigger at school set him on a path of aggression and withdrawal. The unexpected catalyst, the scent of Old Spice cologne worn by his new teacher, the same scent that lingered on his abusive father. This seemingly innocuous detail was for Samuel a direct line to his traumatic past, triggering responses coded in his brain from those terrifying experiences. It wasn't until Dr. Perry identified the connection that a simple yet profound solution emerged. A change of cologne by Samuel's teacher led to a dramatic transformation in Samuel's behavior. This illuminating story underscores the significance of the question, what happened to you? Especially, what happened to you in your early years? For Oprah, 
unraveling the threads of her own traumatic childhood has been a journey of healing and understanding. The insights gained from this exploration are not merely personal. They offer a universal blueprint for deciphering the complex language of trauma. Understanding one's personal codebook can unveil the roots of behaviors that, on the surface, seem bewildering, guiding us toward healing the scars left by our earliest experiences. Part 2. Understanding the Brain, the Key to Healing Trauma Imagine the scene, a romantic date turned chaotic in an instant. This was the reality for Mike Roseman, a war veteran whose evening out was shattered when a car backfiring, a sound eerily reminiscent of gunfire, sent him into a state of terror. Without conscious thought, Roseman found himself reacting as if on the battlefield, his actions born from a deeply ingrained survival instinct honed during the Korean War three decades prior. The incident starkly illustrates a critical truth. Understanding the intricate workings of the brain is essential in addressing and healing trauma. Here lies the crux of the matter. Traumatic memories aren't just stored in the brain's cortex, where rational thought prevails, but also in the primal brainstem, the first to process external stimuli. This dual storage means that signals of danger, real or perceived, can trigger an immediate survival response, bypassing any rational evaluation of the threat. Rosemann's experience is a textbook example of this mechanism in action. Despite the absence of any real danger in his environment, the familiar sound of gunfire catapulted his brain into a state of high alert, compelling him to dive for cover. Dr. Bruce Perry, a seasoned trauma specialist, knows all too well the challenges of treating individuals with experiences like Roseman's. His extensive work with survivors has underscored the necessity of therapeutic interventions that account for the brain's segmented processing of trauma. Enter the neurosequential model, Perry's pioneering framework designed to guide therapists and educators in their work with trauma-affected individuals. This model emphasizes the importance of first addressing the activated survival systems, essentially calming the brainstem, before any higher-level processing or cognitive therapy can be effective. In practical terms, this meant helping Roseman develop strategies not just for managing potential triggers, but for fundamentally recalibrating his stress response. By improving his sleep patterns, incorporating regular exercise, and integrating stress-reducing practices like massage, Perry aimed to soothe Roseman's overactive survival instincts. These foundational steps were critical in bringing his brain to a state where it could engage with the rational, contemplative capacities of the cortex. The transformation for Roseman, as it is for many navigating the aftermath of trauma, began with understanding the nuanced interplay between different parts of the brain under stress. Only by tempering the immediate primal reactions rooted in the brainstem can individuals begin to access the cortex's capacity for logic and reasoned thought, paving the way for genuine healing and recovery. Part 3. Mastering Self-Regulation – A Path to Healing from Trauma Imagine Oprah Winfrey at the start of her journalism career, a beacon of ambition, powering through 100-hour weeks tirelessly pursuing excellence. Despite her dedication and success, there was a hidden struggle. 
Trained to prioritize the needs of others as a people pleaser, Oprah often neglected her own well-being, resorting to food as her escape from the ever-mounting stress and exhaustion. This pattern, deeply rooted in her experiences of abuse, highlights a critical challenge many trauma survivors face, recognizing and responding to their own needs and signals of distress. This brings us to a vital realization. The art of learning positive strategies for self-regulation is crucial in navigating the aftermath of trauma. Our brains come equipped with what can be termed as core regulatory networks, CRNs, a natural self-balancing mechanism designed to maintain our psychological equilibrium. These networks, which involve stress response, social connections, and the brain's reward system, collectively make up what Dr. Bruce Perry refers to as the tree of regulation. Under ideal circumstances, this tree flourishes, empowering children with the tools to regulate their emotions and responses as they grow. However, the tree can become stunted or grow askew when a child's caregivers fail to meet their emotional and physical needs consistently. This condition, known as dysregulation, sensitizes the individual's stress response, leading to heightened vigilance for potential threats and difficulties in establishing trust and connections with others. As a result, alternative, often harmful, methods of coping, such as substance abuse, self-harm, or eating disorders, become alluring, offering temporary solace, but ultimately reinforcing a cycle of distress and dysregulation. In Oprah's journey toward healing, a turning point came when she began to acknowledge and honor her body's signals of stress. She embarked on a path of establishing healthy boundaries, learning the power of saying no, and discovering constructive methods of soothing herself in times of distress. This evolution underscores a profound truth. Irrespective of one's past, it is possible to cultivate positive regulatory strategies that restore balance and foster resilience. For anyone grappling with the shadows of trauma, Oprah's story serves as a beacon of hope. It underscores the importance of recognizing our inherent capacity for rebalancing our minds and bodies, encouraging us to explore and adopt healthier ways of self-regulation. Through this process of learning and growth, we too can chart a course toward recovery, regaining a sense of control and peace within our lives. Part 4. Embracing the Pulse of Life the power of natural rhythms in healing. Pause for a moment and place your hand gently over your heart. Feel the reassuring steady rhythm of your heartbeat. This simple act connects you to the most primal rhythm you've ever known, one that began in the womb. Embedded in the comforting heartbeat of our mothers, we've been attuned to the cadence of safety and continuity from our earliest existence. This innate connection to rhythm doesn't diminish as we grow. Rather, it remains a cornerstone of our mental and emotional well-being. The essence of healing from trauma lies in reconnecting with these natural rhythms. Once upon a time, our ancestors' lives ebbed and flowed with the natural rhythms of the earth, sunrise and sunset, the changing seasons, the cycle of growth and decay. Today, our connection to these organic patterns has been obscured by modern living, with its anytime access to food, relentless noise, and the glow of screens disrupting our sleep. For those navigating the aftermath of trauma, with survival systems on high alert, 
the contemporary cacophony can be particularly unsettling. Oprah Winfrey, despite her achievements and the security measures surrounding her, knows this unease all too well. Haunted by memories of her traumatic past, nights became a time of heightened vigilance, filled with fears of intrusion. It was in recognizing this dissonance, the constant activation of her survival instincts, even in sleep, that she began to seek solace in sinking back with natural rhythms. Oprah's journey towards tranquility has involved rekindling her relationship with the outdoors, allowing the steady cadence of her breath during walks and the cycles of the natural world to ground her. Beyond this, she has reclaimed Sundays as a sanctuary for rest, disconnecting from the whirlwind of her daily life to reconnect with a slower, more personal tempo. Walking, dancing, singing. These rhythmic activities offer more than just physical benefits. They are profound tools for mental regulation, helping to soothe and steady our inner worlds. For survivors of trauma, the rhythmic pressure of a therapeutic massage can offer a tactile reminder of safety and presence. But perhaps the simplest and most accessible therapy is found in stepping outside, immersing ourselves in the rhythms of the natural world. There, amidst the sights and sounds of life unfolding at its own pace, we can find a respite from the relentless stimuli of modern existence. So, let us take inspiration from Oprah's playbook, remembering that amidst the chaos of our lives, tuning into our own rhythms and those of the natural world around us can be a lifeline back to a sense of peace and self-connection. After all, in the pulsing beat of our heart, we carry within us the most fundamental rhythm of life, one that reminds us of our resilience and capacity for healing. Part 5. Building Bridges the power of positive relationships in healing trauma. Have you ever considered the origin of your ability to love? For those raised in nurturing environments, the act of loving appears as intuitive as breathing itself. Yet, this fundamental human expression is a learned behavior, shaped and nurtured from our earliest experiences. For individuals like Gloria, a young mother who navigated a labyrinth of foster homes throughout her childhood, the roadmap to expressing love remains uncharted territory. Ill-equipped to provide the care her daughter Tilly needed, societal judgment was quick to label her a bad mother without delving deeper into the circumstances that led to her struggles. This narrative swings the spotlight onto a pivotal truth. The journey towards healing from trauma necessitates learning to forge positive, meaningful relationships. Fortunately, Gloria's story veers towards a hopeful trajectory, a rarity among similar tales. Through the grace of social workers and therapists who embraced her with understanding rather than condemnation, Gloria experienced the transformative power of love. This newfound understanding bridged the gap between her and Tilly eventually reinstating her ability to care for her daughter. A comprehensive examination of 70,000 trauma case histories across 25 countries by the author's team reveals an insightful revelation. The cornerstone of mental well-being isn't solely the absence of trauma, but the presence of strong social bonds. Indeed, the warmth of human connection stands as a formidable counterforce to the chilling impact of traumatic experiences. 
Yet herein lies the irony. The individuals most in need of nurturing bonds are often those who find them the most elusive. Be it a child who seeks attention through disruption or someone who recedes into solitude due to past betrayals, the path to connection may seem insurmountable. Nonetheless, stories like Gloria's illuminate a path forward, championing the notion that the art of relationship building is within everyone's grasp. Just as fingers can learn to dance across piano keys, so too can hearts learn to embrace the rhythm of connection. Our brains, imbued with the gift of neuroplasticity, possess the remarkable ability to adapt and learn anew. But this learning is experiential, demanding direct engagement rather than theoretical understanding. Much like mastering a bicycle requires the feel of pedaling and the rush of wind, learning to love requires immersion in genuine acts of receiving and giving affection. As we embark on our healing journeys, let us remember that nurturing positive relationships is not merely an aspiration, but a fundamental process of reknitting our emotional fabric. Through the act of connecting, we rediscover our humanity and find the resilience to transcend our pasts, crafting a tapestry of relationships that not only heals, but enriches our lives. Part 6. Harnessing Stress the balance between challenge and resilience. Stress is often painted as the villain in our modern narrative, implicated in countless ailments afflicting body and mind. Yet, this perspective overlooks a fundamental truth. Stress, in measured doses, is an essential ingredient for growth and resilience. Just as muscles fortify under the strain of weights, our psychological fortitude is honed through encounters with stress. Imagine a child's world, filled with the comfort of a stable and loving home, yet bristling with the excitement of exploration and new challenges. This is the cradle of healthy stress, where the unfamiliar becomes familiar and resilience is nurtured in the safe return to a secure base. It's when stress morphs into a relentless or unpredictable force that it overshadows its beneficial aspects, becoming a source of trauma rather than an opportunity for growth. This principle is central to understanding how stress can foster resilience, but only within the right measure. Dr. Bruce Perry's work with children rescued from a violent cult underscores this insight. For these children, life was a melanged of unpredictability and fear, and traditional therapeutic interventions risked exacerbating their sense of loss of control. Dr. Perry's approach was different. By establishing an environment marked by safety and predictability, where the children could exercise choice and initiate interaction on their terms, a foundation was laid for healing. This gentle exposure to manageable amounts of stress within a structured environment allowed the children to gradually build resilience, equipping them with the skills to navigate stress independently. The misalignment between a child's developmental and chronological age is particularly pronounced in those who have experienced trauma. Standard expectations, sitting through a school day, articulating emotions, engaging with peers, can become insurmountable hurdles, not because of incapacity, but because the child's emotional and psychological development has been stunted by trauma. Misinterpretation of these challenges can lead to further misdiagnosis and misunderstanding, compounding the child's sense of isolation and frustration. The path to resilience, then, 
is not through shielding from all stress, but through ensuring that challenges are appropriately scaled to the individual's capacity. A healthy stretch promotes growth and learning, while an impossible feat risks reinforcing trauma and hindrance. The art of building resilience, particularly in children who have experienced trauma, lies in recognizing and respecting these nuances, allowing for stress to become a tool for strengthening rather than a source of further distress. This nuanced approach not only aids in healing but empowers the individual, turning the experience of stress from a relentless foe into a catalyst for enduring resilience. Part 7. The Echoes of Historical Trauma Understanding Generational Pain Picture a moment. You're crossing the street with your mother, and suddenly, a large dog appears. As your mother tenses, a wave of fear washes over you despite no apparent immediate threat. This scenario reveals how emotions, especially fear, can be intensely communicative, especially between parents and their children. Indeed, trauma is not merely an individual experience, but a legacy that cascades through generations urging us to consider not only our own life experiences, but the historical burdens carried by those before us. The trauma of systemic racism embodies this generational passage of pain, marked by histories that bleed into present fears and behaviors. Take the fear incited by the presence of a dog. What may seem a simple phobia is, for many, a fear steeped in the brutal legacies of racism, the use of dogs to inflict terror upon enslaved people, their deployment against civil rights activists, and their current utilization in law enforcement actions disproportionately targeting black communities are chapters of a continuous narrative. These stories and the emotions they carry are embedded within the familial and community memory shaping perceptions and responses to seemingly mundane situations. The transference of trauma transcends anecdotal heritage. It impacts our very biology. The relentless threat endured by ancestors in slavery conditions, for example, necessitated a constant state of alertness, a survival mechanism that became encoded within their neural and genetic fabric. Fascinatingly, emerging research suggests these adaptations can traverse generations influencing descendants who have never directly encountered those original threats. Acknowledging the roots of such inherited fears cultivates a deeper understanding of our reactions and those of people around us. It underscores the necessity of recognizing trauma as more than a personal affliction, but as a collective wound needing communal healing. The experiences of trauma among non-white communities cannot be extricated from the historical contexts of colonization, enslavement, and enduring racism that shape everyday realities, including interactions with state institutions. These systemic injustices manifest in disproportionate rates of family separation, over-medication, institutionalization, and unfair labeling of children of color within educational and welfare systems. For institutions aiming to provide trauma-informed care, confronting and deconstructing inherent biases, and evaluating their role in perpetuating racial injustices is imperative. Such an approach demands viewing trauma not through an individualistic lens, but as a societal ailment, a shared historical legacy that necessitates collective action and responsibility. Only through this shift can we hope to offer 
truly inclusive support to trauma survivors, acknowledging the integral role of anti-racist endeavors in healing not just individuals, but generations. Part 8. Navigating the Healing Journey. With support, we can triumph over trauma. In the United States, the shadow of trauma looms large, touching the lives of nearly half of all children and the majority of adults. This pervasive presence of traumatic experiences begs the question, how does this shape our society, our communities, and the fabric of our nation? The ripple effects are evident, from acts of violence to an inability to tolerate differences, and from struggles in parenting to challenges in self-regulation. This landscape brings us to a pivotal realization. Healing from trauma is not just possible, but attainable with the foundation of supportive networks. Trauma, while it may not always leave visible marks, invariably scars the psyche, challenging the myth of the resilient child who remains unscarred by violence and terror. Children, with their developing brains, are particularly susceptible to the impacts of trauma. Despite a facade of normalcy, maintaining grades or outward appearances, the internal cost can be profound, affecting everything from cognitive energy to physical health. Thus, it becomes clear that survivors of trauma require a continuum of support, extending beyond the immediate aftermath and into the fabric of their adult lives. This support system needs to be informed, understanding the intricate dance between trauma and healing. Oprah Winfrey's personal journey from a childhood marred by loneliness and trauma to a beacon of connection and community underscores the transformative power of support. Through creating spaces for shared stories and collective healing, Oprah has woven a tapestry of connection that stands testament to the potential within communal support systems. The path to healing from trauma is multifaceted, demanding more than just familial or therapeutic intervention. It calls for an embrace from a broader community, schools, workplaces, justice systems, and places of worship, all informed by a trauma-sensitive approach. This concept of trauma-informed communities can become a catalyst for not just surviving trauma, but thriving in its aftermath. With the right type of supportive environments, individuals navigating the stormy waters of trauma can find solace, understanding, and ultimately healing. It is through this collective embrace that we can transform traumatic experiences into wellsprings of strength and post-traumatic wisdom, proving that indeed, with the right support, overcoming trauma is not just an ideal, but a tangible reality. Final Summary Trauma has the profound ability to reshape our minds, with its impact most profound during the tender years of childhood. It influences our stress responses and our capacities to rebound from challenges. Yet, despite its indelible mark, the path to resilience and recovery from trauma is illuminated by the connections we forge and the adaptive strategies we learn. Through consciously nurturing our relationships and learning constructive approaches to self-regulation, we have the power to rewire our responses to the echoes of past experiences. This narrative transcends the notion of trauma as a personal failing, highlighting its roots in broader societal afflictions, from the scourges of racism and systemic inequality to the struggles of poverty.
Addressing trauma, therefore, is not merely an individual's journey, but a collective endeavor that calls for societal recognition and action. For those drawn to explore deeper into the intricacies of trauma and its effects on the brain, Dr. Bruce Perry's extensive work provides a wealth of insights. The Neurosequential Network and the Child Trauma Academy are valuable resources for delving into the science of childhood trauma, offering guidance and knowledge on nurturing resilience and healing within individuals and communities alike. Through a shared commitment to understanding and addressing trauma, we can pave the way for a future where resilience reigns and the shadows of trauma are dispelled by the light of collective support and understanding. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.